0: All right, well, it feels good to be preaching again on a Sunday morning. It feels like it's been forever since I preached the Sunday morning service. And I am such a creature of habit. When I get thrown out of my routine, it really messes me up. And even just the last few weeks, um, every offering I'd be sitting there, and usually I'm up there like kind of looking at my notes and getting there already in my mind. And then the last few weeks I'm just sitting there and like, I don't have any notes. I'm I'm not preaching. and It just all threw me off. And so all out of whack, but glad to uh, have things back to normal. Feels good. And I do want to just do a little plug for tonight. I'm starting a new series tonight uh, called Perverse Disputings. And uh, if you're like me, everybody likes a good doctrinal debate, discussion. Uh, we love that. But that is the furthest thing from what we usually have in the religious world. Typically, uh, it's perverse disputings that it turns into. And uh, we're going to do a series kind of talking about that, teaching how to identify these things, because at the end of the day... We want to change people's minds, don't we? We want to change people's minds when they're wrong on things. And if we are, if we resort to perverse disputings, we're not going to get anything done. And so I don't know how many weeks we'll take on that, but I'm really looking forward to preaching on that tonight. But this morning we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and let's start reading verse one. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit; and there are differences of administration, but the same Lord; and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. So what we're going to preach about this morning, I'm going to preach about understanding your role in the church. I think one of the keys to help you be a good church member, to help you just be happy in the church that you're in, is for you to just figure out who you are and what you are, and just kind of like where you fit in this church. And then because, too, I think once you know your place and you understand your place, it will help you, too, to just kind of be at peace Amongst other people in the church, because one thing we always want to avoid is we want to avoid schisms. We want to avoid division in the church. We want to avoid getting in other people's business. And a lot of times the reason people do that is because they don't understand this concept of just playing a part and being a member of a body in the church and not realizing that, you know what? Other people are going to do different things in the church and not everybody has to be me. That's a very important concept a lot of people don't understand. So the first thing you need to understand though about your role in the church is that it will be different than the role of other people. Okay, you gotta understand that. You are a unique individual. You are somebody that God has placed in this church. And when God placed you in this church, God had a desire for you to contribute to this church in a way that nobody else can. Now, there's going to be ways that it's going to be similar to other people. There's a lot of things that we're all going to do. But when it comes to you as an individual, God has something special that's for you, that is unique from everyone else in the church. And I think it's important that we keep that in mind when we try to figure these things out. Because the truth is, as long as we are all here and we've all been placed here by the same spirit, then you know what? we're all good. Because notice how it says, there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. As long as it's the same God that's inside of all of us, then you know what? If Once we get in our place and we figure out what we're supposed to do, things are going to work out great. Things are going to work out for good as long as it's the same God working all in all. You should not expect everyone to do the exact same thing that you're doing in the church. One of the things that often causes uh division in the church is you have people in the church that they start looking at what they're doing and then they start comparing everybody in the church to them. That's not right. Okay, God has something for them, God has something for you. You know, you a lot of times you can have this attitude, you know, if everybody in the church was like me, we'd just be fine. But you know what? That's not what God wants. God wants there to be. Different types, God wants there to be different roles not and and people have got to get a hold of that and you know and let me just say this too while we're talking specifically about you know one church here and while we're talking about our church, when it comes to churches in general, okay, did you know that there are other IFB churches that are a lot they're different than us in a lot of ways, but you know they're still doing good things for God. You know, they're still getting people saved. In fact, they're probably going to get some people saved that you and I won't be able to get saved. And there's people that you and I are going to be able to reach that others are not going to be able to reach. And one thing that people just need to get a hold of, and that is the fact that when it comes to, uh, you know, religion, when it comes to church, that, you know, we can be different in some areas and it doesn't mean people are heretics. And we don't even have to fellowship with each other or even particularly like each other. And there's going to be, other groups of baptists out there that we're not going to particularly like but just because we don't like them doesn't mean god doesn't love them and it doesn't mean god's not going to use them it doesn't mean that there you know there might be some people they're able to reach that we're not able to reach and we've got to get out of this you know attitude that everybody's got to be just exactly like us and baptists we are known for splitting over everything fighting about everything that's what, we're, that's what we're known for. But you know, it's amazing how many Baptists are out there and it's like, they think, you know, the apostle Paul wore a suit and tie like we do. They think he preached with a southern accent. They think he did, I mean, every, you know, used the same hymns. I mean, it's like these people get shocked when they find out that these hymns were written like the 1800s, 1900s. It's like, you mean they didn't sing these in Paul's day? You know? And they, and they preach the Bible like that's just a fact you know because the bible commands that we have old-fashioned hymns right that's that's commanded in the bible and old-fashioned hymns that's what's in our hymn book right and the bible commands but it's like you know what did people do before our hymn book was written but you all see what i'm saying that's kind of the mentality that we have and you know what god bless them but those people they're reaching some people for the lord but you know people who don't agree with them are reaching some people too there's even some trendies out there i think have gotten lucky and accidentally reached some people for christ before i, I hate to admit it but i do think that's probably happened and so you, we got us there's going to be differences and so while it's okay and while it's normal for us as individuals to to follow other people it's not necessary for us to be just a carbon copy or a copycat of that person obviously if you're a new christian you'll know, pay attention to the people in the church, learn from them. You know, it's okay for you to learn from the pastor, but at the end of the day, don't be an exact copycat. Okay. If you do that, you're going to freak me out too. If you just got to go get your hair cut exactly like mine, you got to dress exactly like me. You know, it'd be pretty weird. What would visitors think too, if they came to the church and everybody looked exactly like the pastor? Okay. That just, I mean, some of y'all, you're so, I remember even, you know, uh, you know, brother Hiles, he had a unique hairdo I, and i remember one time i went to a ball game uh and one of the christian schools were playing first Baptist in hammond and i remember there was this older guy there and i saw him from behind and i thought it was jack hiles i got all excited and i went and looked at him it was not jack hiles but the guy had an identical hairdo now i don't know how he said and he did he had unique hair uh but this guy did it man identical and you know what it weirded me out Cause it was just like, you know, first off, it was, it was a unique hairdo and you have to have a specific hairline to do that, you know, because, you know, he was going bald and so he kind of combed it around to kind of cover all his head and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, imagine, you know, we'd all think we were in a cold or something if you came in here and like people were like shaving the back of their head to be as bald as I am and, you know, showing more of their forehead and stuff like that. That would be weird. But unfor- you know, unfortunately, there's churches out there where it's pretty much like that, where it is—it's all identical, and that scares me. We don't want to get like that. And so, notice verse seven says, "But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal." So that gift that God has given you, your unique talents, your unique abilities, what is special about you—that is something. That God has given you and God has placed you in this church with that unique gift and it, and God gave that to you to profit the church. And that's what you've got to understand. What, whatever it is that you have that God has given you, these gifts that we talk about, these spiritual gifts, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time, you know, just go, breaking down the spiritual gifts and what they are. But the spiritual gifts that God has given you, God gave them to you so you could profit the church. So you could, in other words, be a blessing to other people in the church. God didn't just give you these special gifts so you can elevate yourself. And so you could just, you know, be Mr. Superstar in the church. God gave you this special gift so you can edify the church. So you could profit God's people so you could be a blessing in the church. And something that's important to understand about the subject is when it comes to these spiritual gifts, when it comes to each of these, we are all, you know, or when it comes to certain, um, you know, roles, responsibilities of the church, there are some things that we are all commanded to do as Christians. But that doesn't mean each of them are going to be your specialty. Okay. So for example, I believe that every Christian has been called to be a soul owner. I believe every Christian has been called to do that. Every believer should try to tell other people about jesus okay but that doesn't mean every believer is especially gifted in that area okay doesn't shouldn't stop you from trying and just understand too you might have the type of personality where you're not real good at reaching out to people and you know you're not a charismatic individual but did you know that there's still going to be people that you're going to be more likely to reach than other people will that God has people that he wants you to reach. And so, you you know, you might be a soul winner and you might not get people saved that often when you go out, you know, but at the same time, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. But there's going to be other people in the church that they are really good at that, okay, that God has gifted them in that area. And so because of that, they might take a more active role in that area. They might be more involved in that area than you are they might be getting more people saved than other people in the church you know and that person if you're one that's gifted in that area where god has given you that gift of gab and giving you some charisma and you know you're good at just reaching and relating with people and all that you know what don't you go start beating up everybody else in the church it's not getting as many people saved as you are you know what just thank god he's gifted you in that area and you know what you need to do you need to use that gift and reach as many people as you can you need to use that gift And you need need to be a blessing in the church. And if somebody asks for your advice, by all means, go ahead and give it. But don't go around trying to turn everybody into you. Some people are very bold people. And you know what? That's a great trait to have as a soul winner. But if that's not you, again, you might not be as good in that area. But it doesn't mean that God still isn't going to use you. And so... Uh, everybody should do it, but not everyone is gifted. Not everyone is going to get a staff position in the church as a soul winner. I've known some uh, some bigger churches. A lot of times they'll have a person. Their full time position is basically soul winning, but not just going out, but also you know training soul winners and things like that. I've known uh, some of you probably in here know C.W. Fisk. He was somebody that was known for that. Um, and he got staff positions in church mainly because of his ability to soul win. he was that good at it and he didn't, and they didn't hire him just to go soul winning, you know, during the week, but also to train people and to help other people. Cause he was very gifted in that area. And so sometimes you're, there's going to be people in the church who maybe get positions because they're gifted in that area. They're using it for the church. But at the same time, that person shouldn't expect everybody in the church to be just like them. Okay? Another example, too, singing. The okay? Bible says in Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Do you know I think all of us ought to sing in church? All of us should sing during the congregational singing. All of us should try to admonish each other, but you know there's going to be some who get used in that area more than others. Okay? You can be right with God and be tone deaf. Okay? And you should still try to sing in church, but we're probably not going to ask you to sing a special. Okay? You know, you're you're not going to get used as much in that area, you know. We're we're thankful, we're blessed to have brother Daniel here who is very gifted in music. I mean, there's no doubt that God has gifted him in that area with music and so the you know so he's being used in a way in this church where other people aren't now where we would have a problem is if all of a sudden brother daniel you know he's down on everybody in the church because they're not is into music as he is you know and the truth is there's gonna be some people while all of you should be singing you're not going to join the choir. In fact, we're probably not going to want you to join the choir. You know, you know, we're not going to want you, uh, you know, doing specials and, uh, you know, singing, uh, or, uh, playing instruments in the church because you're not gifted in that area. You don't have that ability, but other people, they're going to be more involved. And you know what often happens is you have that group of the real musical people in the church and then you start kind of getting factions in the church and you start getting schisms. That's what we don't want. Okay? That's what we don't want. We don't want the singers, you know, having a rivalry with the soul winners in the church. Okay? That that's not going to be a good thing. Okay? And you know what? Thank God for both. We want both. You know, we're edified by the music in the church we're encouraged it fires us up it's a way that we worship god these things are necessary but what you've just got to understand is while you might be really into this one area in the church because this is where god has gifted you not everyone is going to be like you in that area some people are going to be a little involved in everything you know you've got some people you know they're that jack of all trades master of none And, and you know what those people contribute in a church too But in another way, the key is that you just find, you know, where your where your place is. And so we could go on and on with examples like that. You have some people. They're just very industrious. They're very hardworking. If there's some kind of like labor that needs done in the church, they're there and they're ready to go. You know, they're going to be very involved in that and they're going to contribute. You've got some people there, you know, they have that ability to give and the Lord has blessed them maybe financially and, uh, you know, they're big contributors financially, but maybe they don't contribute, you know, in other areas as much. Maybe you're not going to find them, you know, on the days when there's a lot of labor and things going on, you know, and the thing is they shouldn't be down on everybody else for not doing as much as them in that area. And that's what we can, uh, if we're not careful, we can fall into that trap where we do. We're always comparing everybody else in the church to us. It's like we've set ourselves up as the standard of this is what is important in the church. This is what really matters. And this is what everybody should be, everybody should be doing. And that can happen a lot too with soul winning. Because listen, there's no doubt soul winning is one of the most important things, uh, you know, that we do as a church, you know, reaching uh, reaching the loss that's a very important thing but you got to understand some people are again they're better at it they're going to be more involved in it than other people and you know what don't you be down on other people who just aren't contributing as much as you are in that area i'm sorry but you know what somebody you know uh you know, it's 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 hard for some of the moms around here with little kids to just be out souling every week you know, it's hard to go souling with little kids. And the truth is, I mean, you know, and I'm all for husbands and wives taking turns and things like that, but you know what? It might just work out better where the husband likes doing it more. The husband might be better at it and he'd rather he'd rather be out souling while the wife takes care of the kids. That's a big responsibility too. And somebody has got to get that done. You know, and that's up to the husbands and wives to work all those details out. But, you know, the, my main thing is I don't want somebody who's doing really good in that area to be down on somebody else who's maybe not contributing as much in that area. You know what? You do what God's given you the ability to do. Do it for the glory of God. And if somebody else isn't doing as much in that area, you know what? Leave them alone and just encourage them for what they are doing good. Because they might be contributing more in another area where you're not contributing. What's important is that you know your place and understand that God has given you something to just profit the church, and you just need to ask, how can I be a blessing? So verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 12 says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. It's the Spirit that gives these things. One has the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing, by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. All these things are given by the spirit. And you know what? Guess who we are going to use as a church when it comes to uh, those who have these gifts. Okay. So for the example, you know, when it comes to reaching the Spanish, you know, who are we going to probably use the most in this church? We're going to use brother Hugo. You know why? Because He speaks that. Hey, if we have somebody that comes along here, uh, that's French and visits, you know, we're going to talk to Brother Daniel or his wife. Use them or Russian. You know, we've got Alex. You know, Brother Chris, I always forget the languages you speak, but whatever that language is, you know, we're going to use Brother, we're going to use those who have that ability there. You know, and it would be foolish for, you know, for Alex to be back there. And then, you know, we have the need of somebody who speaks Spanish. He's like, you know what? I speak Russian. Why aren't they using me? You know, you're not gifted in that area. Well, I, I think we ought to use everyone equally. I think it should be an equal opportunity thing. No. Right? You know, If if you can't speak that language, then you can't be used in that area. You know, we're going to use those that have that and understand when God gave you a gift, it's because there was a job he wanted you to do, not somebody else that he didn't give the gift to. He wanted you To do that gift. And a lot of times what we have in churches is we have a lot of people working in ministries and areas and thank God for them trying to fill the gap, but probably ones that they shouldn't be doing. There's probably, a lot of times there's somebody else in the church. They should be doing that, but you know what? They're not using the gift that God's given them. Or if they are using it, they're using it only for their benefit and not the benefit of the church. And that's not good. You ought to be contributing in that area and you know so we've been talking about the plumbing needs that we've got around here we can't seem to find a plumber that wants to do the work you know if you got if you were and i don't think we have any plumbers in this church so i'm not i'm not singling anybody out right now (laughs) but you know that'd be pretty bad if we had somebody in this church that meant like man, that's what i do for a living you know i you know i'm I'm gifted in that area and you're just sitting there putting your thumbs you know complaining about other things that aren't getting done in the church by other people you know that that'd be a bad attitude to have, and you know, and don't make me as a pastor. You know, when I know when I know you've got gifts in these areas, you know, come, you know, you ought to be volunteering. Right? That's that's the way it ought to go. Don't put me in that uncomfortable position, uh, you know, of saying, hey, uh, can you do something about this? But I will if I need to. <laughs> but just understand, God's given you this. So in verse 11 it says, but all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. So it is the spirit who gives these gifts to whom he will. You want to know if it's God's will for you to be involved in this area? Well, did God give you a gift in that area? Then it's probably his will that you contribute in that area. If you're gifted musically, you know, if God has given you a musical gift, I'm just going to tell you right now, and I'm not the Holy Spirit, but I believe it is God's will for you to be involved in the music program in this church, I believe it's God's will for you to sing specials and to play, and, uh, maybe sing in the choir and do, uh, or play in the orchestra. Things like, if God's gifted you in that area, I think it's God's will for you to do something in that area. I, I, I think that's one of the reasons you're here in this church. God put you here because God didn't just want God didn't want you to just get blessed by the preaching and the fellowship. God wanted you to be a blessing. That's why God. That's why God puts people in the church and he puts those people and he's got something for them. he's got a role he's got a part they want to play and it as as it pleases him and when god sees you using that god is pleased by that and that's why i am i'm thankful for the music program we had in this church because it did it bothered me for a long time knowing we had all this musical talent out there and it just wasn't being used i'm like this isn't good we've got all this musical talent in our church it's not being used. You know what? If we're not using the gifts that God's given us, God's going to take those gifts away. You know, You know, and I was, so I was very thankful. When Brother Daniel started taking these things on and organizing things. And now I'm like amazed at the musical talent we had in this church that I didn't even know about. And, I, and we're seeing it develop and we're seeing it grow. And you know what? I believe if we keep using it to the max like that, I believe God's going to expand it. And same thing, too. You know, it, it's, I almost, but, you know, this is the way God does things, okay? And I almost get convicted sometimes, and I almost feel bad when, you know, you talk to other pastors, and, you know, you find out those areas where they're lacking in the church. You know, there's churches that are, they're lacking in musicians, they don't have a piano player. And then I'm like, you know, it's like that rich person who's got all kinds of money when somebody's telling about their financial problems, right? You know, they they almost feel like, you know, I guess I should probably give them some money, Okay. But they're not going to, right? And it's the same thing, too, where it's like, I'll, I'll be talking to pastors, man, if we could just get a piano player in our church, and I'm just, you know, and, we're, and trust me, listen, we're not donating piano players, okay? I'm do- especially not donating the ones that are in my family, <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, we, we, and, you know, we're not trying to be selfish, but it's the same thing, too. You know, you talk to pastors like, you know, I just, I don't have anybody that comes souling in my church. And, you know, that's tough. You know, they've got, they're, they're trying to get a souling program going, but they just don't have anybody, and it's like, You know, I've been thinking about how we need to get a bus to hold all our soul winners, you know, to take them out. It's getting too hard, you know, because we can't fit them all in our van. You know, we, and you send them out in all the different cars. I mean, we're, we're trying to figure out how to just transport them all around. You know what? And, and I, I believe God is blessing us that way because of the fact that we're doing it. And you know why it's not happening in a lot of these churches it's not because there aren't any soul winners there. It's because they're soul winners, but they're not soul winning. There's people who have the ability, but they're not doing it. They're not using it. And so because of that, God's not multiplying it. And so it stays discouraging. And, you know, it wasn't always like that in our church where we had a lot of people going out. It wasn't always like that. It used to just be a couple. But you know what? When it was a couple, we were still doing it. And God God multiplied it. So we've got to make sure, you know, we're we're using these things that we're doing. Uh, we're we're using everything that uh, we're using everything that we have. So, uh, so uh, again, this is in verse 11 how it mentions it's the spirit that does this. This is why it's important for every saved person to walk in the spirit and to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, all of you have been commanded to be filled with the Spirit. It's not just the pastor is supposed to be filled with the Spirit. It's not just about me coming up here and then just, you know, getting all emotional and then it's spreading to you guys. No, you're supposed to be filled with the Spirit every day as Christians. You're supposed to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And if you would follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, you know what? He's going to lead you on what to do. He's going to show you how to use that gift and where to use the gift and when to use the gift. He's going to show you all these details because you know what? We do have to. We've got a lot of people in churches today that are gifted in certain areas, but they don't know how to follow the Holy Spirit. They they think the pastor is the Holy Spirit, and here's what they do. Okay, they come to the and, and nobody in here has done this to me. All right, and, and I I just figured this out recently too, and I think this is what you know. And it, I guess it's partially my fault, but and I, I, I still don't get this. This is one of the areas I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> why people do this why this happens but did you know almost every time i've ever had somebody come to me and just say pastor i just feel like i need to be more involved in the church will you give me something to do i always give these people something to do and then they leave the church not long after that and i I don't know why that is i had people i mean many times they've done that they've come to me and i almost get scared now when people come and say pastor i need something in the church to do what do you want me to do and i've just realized that you know what the holy spirit will tell you what to do i don't need to do it and what happens is when they come to me instead of the holy spirit then me i take the role of the holy spirit and i'm not the holy spirit and then i put them in the place as i see fit because i think they would be good at this area and then it turns out it's not a good fit and then they flop out and they quit I'm telling you, I, I don't understand that. That has happened more times than I'd like to count. You know what? If you're gifted in an area, you know your gifts. You should know how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you know, the people that end up being used in the church are just the ones who come and then just start doing stuff. Or they just come and say, hey pastor, can I do this? And then they just, they just do it. And, you know, and but you've got a lot of people, too. They sit around in church waiting for the pastor to come appoint them with something. It's like they want that position given to them. They'll come, they'll sit in the church, and they won't do anything. I've known people like this, too. And it's like they're just waiting for that day. You know, when all of a sudden during a church service, all the music starts playing and then you call, you, you call for that person to come forward. You know, Brother Austin, come up hither. And then I take a sword and I dub thee, you know, whatever of the church. And then I pray over them and the whole church claps. And they've got that title position, full time salary benefits, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then they're going to do something for God. You know, that's not how it works, folks. You know how most people start doing something for God? They just start doing it. And they just start blessing, they're they're a blessing in the church. And they're just a blessing all over the place. And then, whenever a need arises in the church, guess who everybody in the church thinks should fulfill that need and, and get that position? The one who's been being a blessing. That's the way these things really work. And ultimately, what it comes down to is some people are following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Some people, they're just not fulfilled. i'm just not fulfilled i just i don't feel like i'm being used and so i'm coming to you to give me something to do so i can feel important how about you do what the holy spirit tells you to do and then the holy spirit will make you feel important that's what will happen if you follow the leading of the holy spirit so please don't come to me after the service say, pastor i'd I'd like to get involved in the church i want some responsibilities give me something to do i'm not going to do it i'm going to tell you no because i don't want you to leave the church I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'll put you in the wrong place, and everything's going to get messed up. Okay, and and the body compares all these, you know, to to like parts of a body. Okay, and I'm not. I I flunked biology when I was in school. I'm terrible at that. And let me tell you something. You know, if I had to take somebody apart and put them back together, it'd be in trouble. Just like a car too. I could take a car apart. Don't ask me to put it back together. If I do, it's not. It's not going to work. And the Holy Spirit, He's the one that does this. It's that's his he's going to place you where you're needed and you just need to learn to walk in the spirit and so every person every one of you every time you come to church you should be sensitive to the leading of the holy spirit and and how you can contribute okay and so you know and let me just suggest a few things too did you know that one of the things that gets people to come back to church a lot of times or what determines whether somebody's going to come back is how friendly people were in the church to them? You know, that's something you could all contribute to. That's something that, that you can do. In fact, I mean, you know, just last week with some of the visitors we had, that was one of the things they kept talking about is how friendly everybody was. You know, the elderly lady was here. She mentioned Hazel and Beulah and how friendly she was and how, how welcome they, they made her feel. You know what? Thank God for that that's a blessing some people are very gifted in, in that area some of you remember miss LMA Chambers uh, you know and brother TC brother TC just passed away winter funeral that was one of the things I was talking about at the funeral with miss LMA she by herself made our church friendly at another level that was just an area where she was very gifted and I would constantly go talk to people who visited our church I go visit somebody who had came and visited our church and they would talk about how friendly our church was and they would always mention her they would always mention her by name. You know why? She she was good at that. And uh and, and and thankfully we have many people that are good. But you just you should always be paying attention to the needs of others. You should always be looking for areas where somebody needs help. You know, you see that mom carrying a bunch of kids around and stuff, you know, help her out. You know, pay attention to uh to what's going on. We're we're uh wherever there's something needed, you know, just smiling, paying attention and service. Did you know you can contribute to distractions just by, you know, know, all of a sudden somebody who's paying attention, they see you doing that, what's going on outside? You know, they see you looking at your phone, all that kind of stuff, it all distracts. You know, you can help by just remaining united, staying focused, paying attention, not everybody's going to be able to do that. We've got parents in here that sit here, sit in the service with little kids, you know, that's tough, okay? I, I know what that's like, but you know what? If you don't have to worry about that, then, you know what? Stay focused. Don't get yourself distracted in these things. You're going to throw people off. You know, it's just knowing when to say amen. You know, knowing, uh, you know, there's all these little things that you can do. They all play a part. They all matter. And you need to be following the leading of the Holy Spirit. So verse 12 says, for as, uh, still got, I, I need to move, uh, quickly here. Says, so for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. So we are one church. And you know, as a pastor, as a as a bishop, as an overseer. Of the church, I'm always trying to think of the body as a whole. But often, though, there, what well, can end up happening, those who specialize in one area. And thank God for those who specialize in one area. You know, like I said, I, I like to contribute to things. I'm thankful to contribute in the music program and, uh, sing in the choir. I, I'm thankful for that. But at the same time, you know, that's not my focus. It, that's not my focus and I've got my areas of you know being pastor where I'm focused and that's that's a priority for me but what we got to be careful with and what can often happen is where certain parts of the body start demanding all the attention and we don't want to do that either we don't want to be that way I remember you know even in our in the previous church I was just the assistant pastor But, you know, there were, I remember there were certain people that were in the church that were involved in one area in the church, and it's like they demanded all the attention. It's like they thought all the attention in the church should be made to this one ministry, this one area. And, you know, thank God for that ministry in that area, but at the same time, you're not the only thing. I remember uh, whenever I would run the uh, vacation Bible school, in the church you know we had a lot of there was a lot of different things that were involved in vacation bible school you know we ran buses during that time uh we we had you know we had people that would be involved in games some would be involved with the food and drinks some would be involved with the puppets and there was all these different areas and some uh with the crafts and things and there was always this one person that was that was involved in this one area that just demanded all the attention we were always i was always limited in budget as far as like how much i could spend in one area and it was like they knew how much i could spend and it was like they wanted it all spent in their area and it's like listen what you're doing is just a small part of a vacation bible school i'm very thankful you're taking it serious i'm very thankful that you're paying a lot of attention to it but i can't spend all my time in this one area okay? it's about it's about everything you have people like that too you give them one thing to do in the church. Okay, yeah, you have a Christmas dinner. Okay, and our Christmas dinner, you know, uh, when, back when we used to do it over at uh, uh, Woodlawn, a lot of times we'd have plays. Plays are a big deal. Plays take a lot of time. We have the kids saying, do all their, do all their thing. You know, you have the food, you have all these things, and then you know, you have one person they want to get involved. So you give them something to do, like punch, and then they require all the attention, all the drama. All the problems for the whole it's all centered around the punch. Listen, I'd rather drink water and not have any drama you know, than to drink punch and have to deal with all this foolishness. Hey, how about you just contribute the punch and shut up? But you're going to go and demand all the attention, and that's what that often happens in churches. And we don't want it to be that way. We don't want everything in this church to be about the music program. We don't want everything to be about that. And when all of a sudden that just becomes all this drama and all this attention and we got you know, all, it becomes all this big headache. Hey, you know, now we're out of line. Now, now we've got a problem somewhere. These things are supposed to be edifying each other. Punch is supposed to make people happy. You know, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to just taste good. But you know what? If you're, if it's making people miserable because you want everything centered around your punch then you know what, we'd be better off, everybody'd be happier drinking water. And you, you should see punch as just a little something extra we can contribute to make it a little better. But you can cross a line to where it starts making it worse. And anything that you're doing in the church should be something that's being done to make this a better place. But when you start demanding all the attention and so have all this drama centered around you, you have ceased and edifying the church and you have become a burden and a liability and these things shouldn't be that way that is not how things should be don't ever let that happen it says but if the foot say because i am not the hand i am not of the body is it therefore not of the body and if the ear shall say behold i am not the eye i am not of the body is it therefore not of the body If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were a hearing, where were the smelling? be like, well, what if our Christmas dinner, you know, we had just had this fantastic punch, but the food was terrible and the place stunk and nothing else, you know, worked like it was supposed to. Well, at least the punch was good. Hey, you know, we want the thing to be good as a whole. And sometimes, too, there's going to be areas where we suffer. You know, sometimes there's going to be areas where things don't go the best. You know, there's going to be choirs specials that don't go real well where we don't sing the best. But you know what? Hopefully, the preaching's good that day. You know, as long as overall we're doing good. But here's the thing, too. I, I remember this the same individual who wanted it all to be about their area, of the Vacation Bible School, the choir special. If they didn't do their part right, it was like they acted like the whole special stunk. It's like, oh no, you. I remember one time they messed up part of their song. And then just broke down crying right there, and it's just like, you know, hey, everybody else, the special went good overall. You just messed up. Don't draw attention to yourself. You know, don't don't get everybody looking at you. Hey, we're a choir. We're we're a single unit. But all of a sudden, because you messed up, you've now brought all attention to yourself, making it all about you. And you know, and now we can't rejoice in the special and how good it was. No, because you're miserable because you messed up. You're. It's just get over yourself get over yourself and people will, they'll come to church and their area, their thing didn't go real good that day. And so they act like the whole day was a bust. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. There's going to be days where certain things don't go the best and don't run like clockwork or and something might even fail. But at the end of the day, we're looking at the big picture. It's the big picture. That's important. And we don't want to forget this. And so the truth is, if you're getting all the attention, then it's probably because you are the problem. Cause you know what we all tend to talk about? We all tend to talk about our aches and pains. We all tend to talk about that one area of our body that's not working. And so if all we're doing is talking about you focused on you, it's probably cause you're out of line. And you need to get, you need to get in line. But now hath God set the members, everyone in the body, as it hath pleased Him. You need to focus on what God wants you to do in the church and not what you want others to do. So if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are there many members yet, but one body and the eye cannot say to the hand. I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body, which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable upon these, we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness for our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, and that the members should have the same care one for the other. The truth is, every part of the body is important. And you know what? We find out parts of the body are important a lot of times when they're not there or when something's wrong with them. But at the end of the day, let me just say this. You know, I try to acknowledge what people do, and, you know, I I try not to... Uh, overlook things but i'm not going to be perfect in this area but let me just say this if you're contributing in this church and it's never being talked about nobody's bringing it up that just probably means you're doing a good job and so let the holy spirit exalt you again you know you don't hear me talking about my gallbladder why i don't even know what it does but i i, I know it must be working because i'm not in any pain or anything right now I never talked about my appendix until they quit working. And I had to go get them taken out. And then I was talking about them a lot. And I still talk about them. But it was a bad thing. Because because they weren't working. If you're not being talked about, it's probably because you're doing a good job. You know, and then maybe and if, and if we're talking about you too much when you are doing a good job, it's probably because you know we're worried we're just trying to make sure you don't get your feelings hurt. You know, because you you have again, you have been sensitive. And that's not good. That's not how we want to be. So what we want to avoid is we want to, uh, what we want to avoid is that for the different parts of the body in the church to become divided. He said that there be no schism, that there be no division. Well, everyone should be a soul winner. Not everyone is going to be as good at it. Not everyone is going to be as involved. Some people are going to be very limited on what they can do. Depending on their situation, we should be sensitive to that. We should be understanding those who are not able to participate in areas. Okay? And get this. If you're somebody who are, you are not able to participate in a certain area in the church, certain ministry in the church, you know what? You should thank God for all those who are participating. Because, again, we're all one church here. We've got a big problem if we're not soul winning as a church. And if there's some reason you can't go soul winning, you know what? You ought to thank God that, you know what? At least our church is still getting it done, the church that I'm a part of. Thank God for those. Again, I'm thankful for people who are doing jobs that I can't do or that I just don't want to do. You know, I'm thankful that we've got things like firemen. I'm I'm glad we've got doctors. I'm going to tell you right now, the Lord never called me to be a doctor. I wouldn't want to be a doctor. But I'm sure I'm glad those people are there. I have no interest. You know, there's, there's areas too. I was just talking with somebody. Uh, Here at the church the other day, I think it was uh, Brother Sean, and, you know, my wife, she's real interested in medical things and all that kind of stuff. You know, I I find that stuff boring. I don't want to read about it. I don't want to study it. But at the same time, it's nice that she knows it because sometimes it's important, you know, when you have a lot of kids and stuff, to, to know what's going on. I'm thankful that, you know, she knows what's going on. In that area. And so while me, I might be really ignorant as to what to do with the kids if they're sick or something like that, I'm really glad my wife knows exactly what to do. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for all these things that I can't do or I don't want to do that she's able to step in and fulfill that role. And you've got to understand all these things that we're doing in our church are important. They need to be done. And if you're not able to participate, you should love those. You should pray for those. You should be thankful for those who are contributing in that area because you can say, you know what, the church I'm a part of is getting the job done. And so just be supportive. Don't start causing division, you know, and then, you know, start talking bad about, oh, you know, the music crowd versus this crowd whatever. No, don't be that way. Don't be that way. And so because and there are there's going to be some people and these are the ones that can typically get get arrogant sometimes who do a little bit of everything. You know, they're involved. You know, they're, they're they're multi-talented. They're kind of involved across the board. But here, at the end of the day, bottom line is this. You do you and let others do them. And I don't think we're having a problem in this church. But as, at the same time as our church grows, as we're seeing different ministries grow, this this is where we're getting to that. We're at that point where this kind of thing can start happening. And I don't want that to happen. I want us to remain united as a church. And I want us to also be supportive towards those who are doing work that's benefiting our church. And, and if it's, and a lot of times the reason people start getting critical towards those who are doing things in the church that they're not doing is because they're convicted by it. Well listen, if you've got a legitimate excuse to not do these things, then you should at least be thankful for those who are doing them. And that needs to be Your mindset says whether all one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now are ye the body of Christ and members in particular, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversity of tongues. There's a lot of different things. Are all apostles? Okay. He doesn't answer it here, but let me tell you the answer. No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Have all the gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. So, folks, as our church grows, may we grow in diversity of gifts and abilities and, and ministries in this church. But you know what? May we also grow in unity as a church and I believe we can do that. So with that let's pray dear Lord, we thank you so much for everyone here and dear God I do I, I thank you for every single person in this church and Lord I pray you'll help every single person in this church to recognize their importance and help them to realize their value that they have and I pray you'll help them to follow the leading of the spirit so they can develop that gift that you have given them uh, so they can uh, be a prophet to this church and to other and to the people in this church pray to help us all uh, to do our part there in your name we pray Amen.